Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Across the Line. On today's episode we have Alvin Ocampo. Alvin talks about his amateur video that he posted up on his Facebook site and he also discusses the state of youth football. One of the other things he talks about is his experiences with a youth national team and his hopes and dreams for Filipino football. If you enjoy our content, please like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our episode on Spotify and Apple. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Across the Line with me, Chris Greatwich. Uh, I'm alone in the hot seat today. Uh, Jing Hamlang is not with us. He is in Malaysia uh, for the AFC group draw. Um, so it's just me. And I have got, however, a revered guest on the show. One of the <laughs> grandfathers now of Philippine football, Alvin Acampo. You're making me old, Chris. I'm not, you're not much older than me, <laughs> to be honest with you, but I've got to make yeah. you sound old. But thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, pleasure to be here. It's been a long time coming. I've been trying to get you on for a number of months. So. Yeah, I know. Your schedule is very busy. Yeah. You're a busy man at the moment. What's no, the, what's I don't want to be grilled. That's why I kept denying you've you. You've been scared. <laughs> well, yeah. well, listen, I mean, I, I want to get straight into it with you mm. because you've, you've been very outspoken in the last sort of three or four months. And, and one of the mm. culminations of, of your, I guess, discontent was made viewable, I guess, in <laughs> a now infamous um, car interview. Actually, that's because of the traffic. Every day I go to Laguna, yeah. it's always three hours traffic. And I'm guessing your mind is... Working. Working. That's why working, I working. decided to make a video of what's youth football this past 20 yeah. years. And for those of you who haven't seen it, can you just give us a summary of, of what you said in that 10-minute interview? The, the 10 minute was basically more on what happened in the past 20 years. Yeah. Um, we haven't passed through the eliminations of any AFC, AFF for the youth, pro, youth teams. Yeah. It's always we make, we make excuses. One excuse is minimal preparation. Mm -hmm. uh, some excuses, the federation is cutting budget. It's, um, I don't know who, but it's usually they say the, cut, the budget's cut you just have to have two weeks preparation or two months preparation we just have to join that's how I see it yeah. it's more on we're complying to join it's not on the development of the youth yeah. we, in the past 20 years we don't have a national tournament yes they say they have a national tournament now U15 mm -hmm. but the U15 AFF was finished already mid of this year yeah. so why do we have a tournament last minute in the past nine years, you only have one one tournament, national tournament. Yeah. So how can that be? So we have best players coming from Mindanao, Luzon, Visayas. It's always we have to get players from the outside. Yeah. So it's always a shortcut method. Yeah. Like you, you're, you you came from from England. Yeah. You're one of our field foreigners before. Uh, you're a good thing to us. Why? Uh, you raise the level of the bar of the game. Uh, like what I told in the video, Chiefy won't be Chiefy if it weren't for you guys. Because the level of the field foreigners was higher. Mm. Definitely higher. Confidence level in the game is higher. Chiefy had to put himself up to your level mm. to be one of the best. That's why he's the best. Yeah. 
However, in the nine years, we haven't produced any chifi galindong. I think what, what I, and I, I spoke about this with Jing mm. in, in the last podcast, is when you say things like that, mm. very, very kind of you to say so, you also gave me a name check in your in your video in, in your car. So because you're one of you're one of the best players. I, but I, I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you. And that's why you're on the show just to talk nice about me. But no, in, 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 tell them what's the truth is later okay. when you called me in your room. <laughs> Let's not talk. You about cannot that. remember that. No, I can't. What did I say? No, man. Full respect to you. Oh, thank you. You called me in your room and you told me. That's why they, they were talking about you. That's why you're the legend of the Philippines. You that's deserve right, yeah, to be the captain ball. Remember yeah, that yeah, time? Yeah, 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 I did, yeah. Okay. The time when I retired, my last game yeah, yeah, was yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, See? I have, I, I'm very nas- emotional in terms of being not, nationalistic. Not even five minutes in and you're already yeah. in tears. I like it, I like it. The emotions are running high. Yeah. But like, going back to what we were saying, like Chief, Chiefy for me is just one example of mm. what should be dozens if not hundreds yes, of players who correct. given the opportunity to rub shoulders with players who've played at a higher mm. level or had exposure to training at a better level or it might be work under coaches who've coached at a higher level mm. they will level up they will level up if they are given the opportunity, opportunity. That, and that, that's, that's mm. the bottom line of it and what we were saying in the last podcast Alvin was I, th- I, I have got no issues and, and obviously I was a beneficiary of, beneficiary of this of of um, Filipinos who are born or raised abroad mm. who come in if they're better than the local players mm. they have to play because it's a, because football is a meritocracy at the end of the day mm. what it's where it's not a meritocracy is where you've got Filipino players who have the capacity who could be like medic like like him they, yeah right I, I, I mean, we, we named Joven we named mm. Jalso Sariano, mm, right, right, for example, uh, Shermar Falonka. I mean, these are guys who I work mm. with, so I, I know these guys really well. Um, yeah, they chief, have potential, they have, but, they, they, have potential. but they were forgotten. That's the problem. Right. And, and also, I think, had they have, at an earlier stage, like Joven came in at a young 16, 17-year-old, was in the squad. Mm. If he was continually pushed and continually in and around the squad mm. from, from that age, by the time he was... 22 he would have had four or five years where he would have been playing mm. regularly with players of that caliber mm. and for sure he would have been able to compete at that level it took him until he was 29 yeah to, to play in the suzuki cup to come of age quote yeah. unquote come of age but, but he's passed his prime already i mean yeah. that could have been him at 22 23 and even still he's still probably i would and, and i said it on the show when he did our interview i would still say he is the most naturally gifted footballer that mm. i've come across in the philippines you know, I saw you at the back he's, end of your career, but... Joven was... His intelligence in football is very high. Very high. Very high. Very high. And he doesn't break under pressure. Mentally Not, very strong. Yeah, because uh, a lot of Filipinos, uh, when they play here in the Philippines, they're, they, they're, they're good. They're one of the best. But when they play outside, their balls are here. Yeah. Here. Totally here. But I think that's again. Yeah. That's because they've probably had maybe one or two tournaments. They probably got killed in the underage groups, right? And then they go and they go to these major tournaments, and then this is it. Like they've had no experience in in the build up to to that point. The, the thing is, how come us like myself, when we play outside, we play same way? We because we we want to win. Yeah. How come the others just just break easily? That's a problem. They're not exposed mm. to this kind of... I completely agree. So there's a lot of aspect 
in in terms of building a player the characteristics of a player the the main composition of a U14 player mm. like what I told you prior to this is you what's your ideal player mm. you want your player at at U14 level uh, you want him to be left and right foot ambidextrous mm-hmm. he's technically able his court vision is very high mm-hmm. his football IQ is very high mm. At when they reach at the U14 level it should be that way yeah what it's, we, we can sometimes call it level or oh, this is our level 5 yeah the problem is our national team when they reach U- U- level 5 or U14 they don't know how to kick with their weak foot yeah then they shouldn't be in the national team yeah because what it, more of that most of the time it goes to your weak foot when you play right so usually it goes to your weak foot and it's not a complete player then why take them in and we were talking about this a little bit before mm. we started the interview we were saying that when the wave of Phil Foreigners started mm. coming in sort of my group yeah. you were saying that you you, you noticed I agree. Away a, a technical mm. disparity disparity yeah you see the difference there example how how James was making a cross to Phil Filipinos when they kick they look at the ball they look at where they pass they look at the ball then pass James when you see him cross to Phil looks at the ball looks where he's gonna hit it hit it he knows already where yeah. Phil is yeah and the technique of the kick is for Philippines too much effort you see James when he kicks not yeah. no effortless, effort, effortless. effortless. so this disparity this, this now they were brought up and, 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 what, and why do you think that is is it a fact that they haven't received good enough coaching are they not are they not on the practice field enough what, why do you think that is who, who is usually responsible for these kids usually in the Philippines we're all bre- broken down to all the regional football association right so we have one program we have one program shared to all the regional FAs regional FAs should implement they should implement that's what we should have should have do we have that right now no we let all the regional FAs do their own thing mm-hmm. true or not they can ask me they can hate me I don't mind yeah but that's how we feel. There, there are a lot of regional FAs that don't have any football project. Yeah. There are other regional FAs. The head are non-football mm. or being dictated by some. So we, we, it's not streamlined on how it should be run. Right. Because in, in the nine years of uh, our incumbent pre- president of the federation right now, we haven't seen any youth development. And I, I'm not the only one who saw it. I have another national team who saw it, but I cannot name him. Yeah. I got to talk to him last weekend. Mm-hmm. And we cannot expect them to talk because it's their line of work. Yeah. They will not talk, yeah. definitely, because it's line of their work. Yeah. It's their way of living. I, I, for me, instant, if I, if I say the truth, I, I, I can give up football right after because mm-hmm. at least everyone will hear it yeah because it's very disappointing the lost generation for the past 20 years yeah we have best kids playing where are they now 
enjoying college, not playing anymore. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, if people would research on the U22 of other Southeast Asian nations, you'll see, you'll see, the composition of the core players came from the youth program. Yeah. The U14, the U16, U17. Mm. Myanmar had 10 players from the U19. Is that right? I asked someone to research for me. Yeah. Um, but if you, you do an in-depth research, because no one, I, I believe no one's studying it. No one. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just disappointing. Um, yes, the other last week I was watching the documentary Little Ascals, mm. uh, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, group. yeah. These are the born O twos and O threes, mm-hmm. and majority of them are in Manila. Yeah, some are in Greenville, some in San Beda. Yeah. Uh, where are they now? Only two players joined, played last year in the U sixteen, mm-hmm. and they say it's Project U seventeen World Cup twenty nineteen. Yeah. So who's responsible for this? Mm-hmm. Is it the federation? Is it the British embassy? Because they're the yeah. one who put Still it up. The program, yeah, and, and uh, they're, not and they're not involved with it anymore, are they? Yeah, I don't think so. Who, 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 who is involved here? Who is responsible for this one? Yeah, how come it's forgotten? Mm. That, that's the sad part. They say uh, year twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen is. It? This year they finished. <laughs> what it's, happened? Yeah, right. And then here comes the Tinascas, the born '99, the group of uh, Jamante. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Tinascas. This group, I think they should be the U22s of this Sea Games. Yeah. What happened to them? Only five. Five are in the lineup. One, one, two, two players playing: mm-hmm. Casambre and Limbo. Yeah. And Limbo only played for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. What happened to the core of that that Tinascas group? Yeah. They played only until U14 to U16, then done. Cut. Yeah. So what happened to the U19? What happened to U21? Yeah. So there's no continuity on in terms of youth, youth program. Um, they say the Federation doesn't know how to handle long-term plans. They always go for the shortcut method. Is that what you're seeing with the 22s now in the Sea Games? The 22s now in the Sea Games, my observation and my opinion is we should have gotten all the best coaches of the Philippines to join in like what they did in the 2006-2007 Tiger Cup when Coach Maro, Coach Aris, the late Coach Lloyd, John Carmona, a group of coaches Mm -hmm. helped for the team mm. that would be the good thing that would be for the U22 it, how I observed the, the 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 team this year is it seems that the coaches doesn't know their players the coaches doesn't know their players mm. um, there was this game second game when when Shrok went up to the bench twice it, it looked like he was asking for instruction what are we gonna do what are we gonna do uh, as far as I know, uh, when I talk to players there, going towards the second game, there was no discussion of the first 11. There was no discussion of what we're going to do. There was no discussion of anything. Mm-hmm. You go into a second match internationally, you don't know shit. You just rely on 
Shrock will lead the team. Mm. Osoka will hopefully score. So, that's the, the, the funny thing there. You're, in our experience before, whenever we talk prior to the game, we talk about what we're gonna do. I believe there's no, I don't know if there's scouting done. That's the good thing with the 2006-2007 coaches, Filipino coaches. They did their own scouting, which is good. Then what we're gonna do to the training, like for example, people were were people were talking about Kayoso playing the left fullback position, playing. But if you watch the game, good thing he was there in the left fullback position, because mm-hmm. the Cambodia the winger was very fast mm-hmm. man. If you see that, good yeah. thing he was there. But the thing is, you have all the time to prepare for the first game. Why only use him there? Mm. You could have used him in Copa Alcantara at that position, mm. or other tune-up matches. I think. I mean, you talking about there's there's two things that I mm. want to address with that with what you said there. Mm. The first one is you're talking about sort of long-term mm. planning, or or yeah. what or what is the or what is the the big picture? What mm. is the big plan for the Philippine national team? Like. One of the things that we were talking about and discussing about a little bit before we came on the interview was, and you touched on it a little bit with the regional FAs, because mm. some regional FAs are doing okay. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they are producing yeah, some players. I, so so we, I, we don't want to blanket mm. and say like, everyone's doing a piss poor job. Yeah, yeah. That's not what we're saying at all. True. But one of the things that what you're saying is, is there needs to be some direction from a director of youth, youth and ultimately from the federation itself who says, right, this is the plan. Mm. We want to be producing these types of players. Correct. Hit homegrown, right? Yeah. So let, let's let's use that as an example. So let's look at the pro, like how we were talking about the academy manual that no, that we have, right? Wait, go, go on. The, the, go the on good use. example here is you retired. Mm-hmm. Did any Filipinos step up the flank to be like you? No one. Ali Borome retired. We haven't seen the next Ali Borromeo. Mm. Uh, Feel retired. We haven't seen the next Phil young husband. Mm-hmm. So, wh- 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 what happened to that period on producing that place? Right. And I think a lot of that is like, so let's say, what did you like? Like, if, mm. if, if, if when I, I did my academy manual, which you brought up yeah. with me earlier. So, for anyone who doesn't know, I, I did a, a, with my academy, I did a, produced a mm. manual. So, I did a list of characteristics that, pers- mm. that players in that position Great. should have. So, if you're a striker, um, you know, good at holding up the ball, mm. um, good at linking up the play, yeah. uh, be able to finish in, in, a, in a variety of different ways, yeah. um, good at pressing the centre backs, mm. uh, all, all of these kinds of oh, yeah. multiple attributes. And then what I did was I gave examples like in in the real world. So for me, I, I support Tottenham. So yeah. ha- Harry Kane is a good example. And then I gave two examples for my academy. So two mm. players who who have st- those so, characteristics. Yeah. In, in in the club and can demonstrate that as the type of player who we were looking to produce. So if I, for example, with the national team, you've had players in the past, you know, mm. you can go far back, far back, you know, I look at, if you're looking at that, Freddie Gonzalez, great finisher, natural yeah. finisher, what, what attributes did he have? And then you could list down the type of player that you mm. want out of your wingers. Okay, Chiefy Kalikdong, yeah. what attributes does he have? So, so, so. Then from there, you write, you make your own framework on how to produce those players. Right. But the thing is, Kaya has it. We don't know if the federation has it. 
That's the big one, though. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they do, but I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No. No. They, they, maybe they do. They just stack it there with all the equipment that was donated and wasn't used. Maybe. 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 Collecting yeah. dust, gathering dust somewhere. Yes. But then that's, <clears throat> what, that's when, and then I think if, if that is shared with mm. the regional FAs, and then mm. it's up to them to distribute that to the to the clubs and do the checking, do the checking, yeah. do the follow up, and then there's there's very easy way to check you when you do your yeah. scouting missions for the under twelves, under fourteens, under sixteens, whatever the the age category might mm. be. Are you producing those players? Well, when I go down and I look at the, them, the problem I'll see that there. now, Chris is we have this uh, this guy Reggie Hirata. He's looking after the youth youth program, right? Uh, across, I don't, I don't, across the board I don't know Reggie so yeah, he, tell me about Reggie he, he, he I think Japan FA is the one covering everything right he's helping us mm-hmm. and he's helping us when people bash him why mm-hmm. he's hel- this guy is just helping us right so why do you have to bash rather than support mm-hmm. uh, uh, my take on it is yes it's a good help but still he's implementing Japanese style of play yeah. not the Philipp- how we Filipinos mm-hmm. play it yeah. so example we, we people will talk uh, Qatar FA will talk Vietnam head coach will talk Singapore head coach will talk it's always the best practice of all, all the other nations but sometimes it works for them it doesn't work for us spot on I, I tell a really interesting yeah. one right? I, I listened to another podcast mm-hmm. um, it's called Remember the um, um I said, they said, remember the Titans. And mm. that's, that, that's a film. It's not. Yeah. It's called The Way of the Champions. And they do, mm. they have interviews with different different um, coaches across mm. the world or people who work in the sports industry. And this guy, he works for um, an organization that goes into war-torn mm. countries. We would go to Africa. Mm. We would go to other areas, uh, impoverished areas, and deliver clinics. And, and what he was saying was there were a lot of people who, who go to these places and they'll be mm. like, right, yeah. well, I'm with... Ajax or I'm with Juventus or I'm with and this is the way we do it and I'm thinking to myself yeah it's great in Italy it's great in Holland mm. but you don't know the characteristics of what we have to deal with mm. or, or the environment that we have to deal with here so uh, one of the examples was I had a Spanish coach right he came to one of, came to one of our sessions right and it, a licensed coach mm. from Spain so he came and he watched the session and then after about 10 minutes he came to me and he said Chris this is terrible <laughs> right and I went what do you mean it's terrible he goes all the kids, they're just, they're just playing when they arrive. Yeah. Right? And I said, yeah. And he said, nah, they should be doing passing drills. They should be doing mm. this. Doing that. And I said, listen, mate. I said, first of all, he says, you don't know the characteristics of mm. what, what we have to deal with here in the Philippines. And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, okay, let me give you an example. What's the major problem that you have here in the Philippines? There's two. One is traffic. <laughs> right? So none of the kids get there on time. Yeah. Right? Two. So imagine if you start doing a session... Yeah. You're implementing your ideas. Then someone it. comes in later. <laughs> okay, everyone stop. Let me explain it yeah. for this guy. Then the next guy. Then the next guy. Then the 20 other kids that show up late. Right? I have so, this feeling the second one is facility. <laughs> right? Or the third. It's going to be the third. Right? That, that, we yeah, don't I mean, have any facility. Right? So, and, and with that means that kids aren't able to play recreationally. Mm. So if you go to Brazil or you go to yeah. Argentina or even go to England, a lot of these kids are learning to play on the street, in mm. the park, in yeah. the cage or whatever. Well, a lot of these, especially if you live in the me- in the metro, there's no parks. Yeah. Wait, I'll do a sideline on this one. Go, I remember uh, when we trained in 
I was shy to bring the team in training in Paglaum. Remember? Okay. The I was shy to bring this? the you 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 your group yeah. the field foreigners yeah. to this field. Why? Because the the field was uh, part parking, part football field. The stadium. Paglaum stadium in Bacolod. Yeah. Um. I remember. While we were training, a dog was shitting in the yeah. the, the field. I remember I, it I was not yeah. ashamed. Uh, yeah, probably ashamed. Ashamed, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. this is the kind of facilities for the national team here. Yeah. And, and, and what that means is those kids aren't yeah. able to play recreationally. Mm. So you've got to give them the outlet. So when they arrive, if you come to any of my sessions, any of our academy sessions, everyone yeah. from under fives to U17 will all be playing 3v3 to start yeah. off with, just so they can play mm. recreationally. And just without the coach inter- interrupting Interrupting. them, just play. Yeah, just play. They can try things. We, if yeah, they I, mess saw it, it up. I, I saw it. I saw. I saw the one time when we were at the game prior to the the session. They were playing yeah. with the goals. The, the goals are set up already. Yeah, and so it's just, yeah. And it's just for the kids to have fun, get them engaged. Mm-hmm. If someone shows up late, it's no problem. We'll play four against three or three against. That's three. why I like that Whatever. tournament. You had the three v three with no the, goalkeepers. The goalkeeper. yeah. yeah, and it's all. And again, that that's my own philosophy yeah. on how I'd like the game to be played, but. You know, I just think with that, and once you have it written down, once you have it mm. there and it's concise and, and it, it might be right, it might be wrong, I don't know, but at least it's everything that, we, that the, yeah. everyone can follow. A problem with the, the, the Philippines right now, like what, what's happening in the States, is the pay, pay to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, well, like what I told you about Kaya, good thing with Kaya, not because I came from Kaya, mm-hmm. good thing with, with, with Kaya is, you have that manual that not all have. Yeah. Um, at least people would know I'm paying for this. Yeah. I'm paying for this kind of program. Uh, right now, too many football schools, too many, because it's no one's controlling it. Mm. Uh, and FA should also be the one controlling mm. controlling this this one. And there, I see, I see schools that. They teach coaches also. Are are they licensed to teach coaches? That's the sad sad part. Yeah. Maybe they're teaching. I don't know what they're teaching. Yeah. They, they 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 need someone to control it. Same way like the federation to control the the federation. Yeah. The regional FAs. So, the good thing with 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 the the manual that that kind of manual. Mm. You don't we we don't see it in the higher level. Yeah. But if you research, if you research the clubs, you see there's always a marketing study, but never in depth on the program. Yeah, you see SWOT analysis of this club. You see how how the the, the good thing ah with the man new coaches that came here before, uh, the clear the one ABS. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really I learned a lot from the few days that they were here. Yeah, uh, they started first with their philosophy. The philosophy of the club, right? Then that's where they they fix their program based on their philosophy. Yeah, and and the good good thing there is uh, we were supposed to help them in the training session. Yeah, we were, they told us no. They they will be the one running everything. Yeah. Um, the good thing in that session is it was free. Football was given for free. Mm. Um, I had this guy. I talked to this guy from Barcelona Football Club Barcelona. Mm. I met him in Bacolod. Yep. He was he was talking about 
we're bringing the program here. Uh, we're bringing the program of Barcelona to the Philippines. Yeah. The, the, remember, I always I see them. They charge twenty thousand for a five day session. What will you learn for a five day session? You're paying for the name, mm-hmm. and the one teaching are local coaches. Yeah. So it's it's a sad if you're paying for twenty thousand pesos, you expect the coaches to be the one delivering the sessions. Delivering the session. That's a, that's an important thing. Yeah. That's why I, I reacted to him saying saying that why do you charge twenty thousand? Then the one teaching are the local coaches. So then he highlighted we produce players from the Philippines like uh, Reyes. What I told him, there are times he, did you scout them yeah. or the or the the some players paid for for the program. Yeah. So it, those, those are different. Yeah. I go why not go to Japan go to. Korea where football is very high yeah. then put, put the program there you get players to play for your club yeah, there yeah, yeah. why Philippines it turned out from his mouth it's because Philippines pay they pay for the the sessions yeah. they pay for it so it's really it's a sad part yeah. they're, they're making a brand are making a money out of yeah. football in Philippines right now same thing money football yeah together man I think it's hard like I, I, I obviously work in that area and you know, when you see the amount of money we have to pay mm. to rent the fields mm. you know we have to charge we have to mm. we have to charge what we charge you know we're, we're, a, business, yeah, yeah, we're a business at the end of the day you know and I look at you know when we when we provide a service like that obviously yeah it's, it's a business it's really a business it's a business yeah. I look at how like, I, but the quality of the return should be there's a result Oh, well, that, yeah. that's the other thing that's right? the so, important so, thing so and I, I, I'm looking at it from my perspective like when I grew up when you pay for your Sunday Sunday mm. team or whatever grassroots level mm. you paid nominal money like the, the coach was a yeah. parent who volunteered so you're not going to give him too much crap because he's just yeah. you know he's there he, you yeah. know, he's there to help you guys out but then when I was maybe 10 or 11 when I first signed for, for a professional club and then you're seen as a commodity. Mm. So they're going to invest their time and money with you mm. in the hopes that they could produce use a footballer yeah. right, and use you use basically you, yeah. and sell you on or whatever yeah. or, or have you play in the first team and then play, um, you know, you have your own value. Mm. So the, the value was in them developing you as the player, but I didn't have to pay anything for mm. that, right? That was all, they were hoping they were going to polish me off. <laughs> but, you know, I look at... I look at that here and I think that is one of the problems is definitely the pay-to-play as a model. I mean, mm. you've seen it in the States as well. That yeah, that's yeah. one of the biggest issues is the pay-to-play model. Um, but then that's not that's probably more here in the metro because I don't think that's the case mm. in, in the other other parts of the Philippines. Yeah. So, And if other parts of the Philippines aren't producing vast numbers of players, then there has to be yeah. a... The system as but a whole must the, be broken. The good thing right now, facilities are... Increasing. That's a good the, thing. The, the stadiums, the artificial surfaces. It's great. Done by the government, which is good. It needs to be. Yeah. Uh, I look at I look at McKinney Hill. I never trained anywhere as good as that. Mm. As a kid. Uh, right now, there uh, there's the one in Imus. Which one's that one? The Imus Field. I didn't. I, I've never been there. The, the, I haven't been there. No. This is a good thing. It's, there, there's a lot of field grow, growing in yeah. the Philippines. Yeah. And I be- believe the government is more highlighting on the sports right now yeah which is good which is really good. what we yeah. need it is what we need but I, I, and I hope they don't charge way high for the yeah, land yeah yeah of course and going yeah going back mm. to my initial point which was yeah we, 
there needs to be some sort of cohesive um, like I said, coaching manual or a, mm. an overall philosophy that, that is carried out. But then it's all well and good at having a manual, having a, a document that says this is what we want to yeah. do. You then need to have the people who can actually implement yeah. it. Now, you, you're someone, you, you did your you coaching. Need, you, need, you need people to implement it the right The people. right way. Yeah. Now, one of the, I don't know how you found this, but you did your, you did your C license mm. here. You did your coaching yeah, course yeah. here. But you, you said that you're probably going to end up doing your, your other licenses I, I I really want to do the licenses outside because yeah. I want to see the different atmosphere. Of, yeah. Like you, you did your licenses outside. Because yeah. uh, right now, when I took the C license, actually my instructor was Coach Buddha. Mm-hmm. After the, the three weeks with her, I felt like I didn't want to be a coach. I want to be an instructor. Yeah. Because I wanted to help the coaches. Yeah. So I was inspired to be an instructor. But when I found out that the long way going to be an instructorship is way too expensive. And it's long. Yeah, it's, it's long. A, it's, a, it's a long process. Long process. After A, you have to take a diploma course. Yeah. It's like going to college. In college again, again yeah. yeah. So it's very expensive. Yeah. And only I think we only have two two coaches right now who are who are doing coach ed oh. here in the Philippines, I, which is what Ar- Aris and, yeah. and Mara, yeah. right? Yeah. So the, the, how I see it is expensive. So, yeah. uh, but probably I'll, I'll take the B license or A license outside. Yeah. And what do you hope that you get by doing it outside? What 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 do you think you'll you, see? you can? The good thing with with other coaches, you be with other coaches. Like for the C license, you be with the other. Mindanao, Luzon, Visayas coaches. Yeah, you'll hear we you'll hear their best practices. You mm-hmm. get to talk to them their best practices. Yeah, so you get inputs. You get uh, maybe you get ideas from them. Thus, you you talk about the reality of our our, our province. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it, there are times you feel we feel for them. Uh same way if you go take your license outside, you hear. This is how we do it here. This is how we do it there. Yeah, you get ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, why we can try to implement here, or you get good, insightful ideas. Yeah, from others. Yeah, but I think with that, I remember going on Coach Hands, who I'm sure we'll talk about <laughs> later. I went on his podcast years and years ago, and um, one of the things that he was saying is, is when people go abroad and they do their, and they do their coaching licenses or they do like a um, field trip or whatever you know they should come back and they should report and mm. they should they should have that report they and need it, to cascade it to trickles down it needs to, to trickle to down to the coaches yeah and and what and that, that's maybe mm. part of why I did the, mm. the manual for, for, for us was yeah. I did my A license I you know, went through the course you should share your knowledge mm. or share what you've learned because some of it some of it is uh. It's stuff you learn on the course, but a lot of it, like you said, yeah. is you learn it from being around your your, yeah. your, co- your cohort, right? You, yeah. And if your cohort, you, you is- get to talk to coaches. Like I, I got to talk to two coaches recently. The all both of them told me, why don't you put up a coaches association, mm-hmm. so, so that the coaches has a voice. Yeah, uh, I I told them, it's hard to put up uh, an association because ev- every coach wants to join. What's our eligibility for it? Yeah. What if we don't make them join? They'll get pissed off. Yeah. So that's the problem. Um, we have. They say we have lots of A licensed coaches, B licensed coaches, C licensed coaches. We do, but are they practicing? The majority practicing. 
uh, it seems like their coaches right now are you being used as in right in in a document. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you play a, in international match, you need an A license coach or a B mm-hmm. license coach handling, mm-hmm. and you get coaches outside that are not license coaches. So mm-hmm. you have to use the name of the license coach. Yeah, which are so, yeah similar yeah. with with how Kaya did with yeah. with the two coaches. Yeah. But it's not how come in the national team being done also. Yeah, they don't trust our our Filipino coaches. Mm-hmm. And, I, and what I think yeah. that that is also indicative of is the fact that if you put on a really good coaching mm. edu- coach education mm. product, then naturally you would you would have it, have the confidence in in your own philosophy and then the implementation of it by your own. It's just coaches. like I know you're selling a product. You have to believe in the product. Of course, mm. yeah before you sell it yeah. if you don't believe in the product how can you sell it yeah. it's just like we teach them but we don't trust them we yeah. don't believe in them yeah why make use of those coaches yeah eh, that's that, that that it's the sad reality mm-hmm. and we have lots of good coaches well, I f- yeah i think so uh, norman figure is one good coach yeah he's a good coach yeah i played under him but ne- he he was just coach for one one team before mm mm-hmm. The in challenge, I think challenge cup, challenge cup qualifiers, yeah, qualifier. That's yeah. it, but never coach again after that. Yeah. So what happened? We don't know. Yeah. And like the, the, all the tournaments, the youth program, the youth teams right now, they haven't qualified any tournament. Yeah. So, what is wrong? That's a big question. Yeah. I'm not asking you, but yeah, that's a big question. Because since the time I was playing for the youth teams, mm-hmm. we never got past the eliminations. Yeah. And I'm even part of the Weeping Boys of Asia. Yeah. And if I, if you want me to do it, I'll do, do it again instantly. Mm-hmm. It's hard play, being tag as Weeping Boys. I, I, it, I never, I am not the type of person who, who shouts at my teammates. But in the national team, you'll hear it from me if you're not playing mm-hmm. hard in the in the back. Yeah, because all my life I've been playing midfield. Mm-hmm. It comes to the national team, I have to play defense. Yeah, right. Not yeah. my natural position. No. So I play wherever my coaches wants me to play. Yeah. That's why when Harvey talked to me a week before the the game now he was good who's your nephew by the yeah. way right we have, we have to establish yeah, this he's yeah, my yeah, nephew yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he talked to me uh, he asked me what position I played for the national team so I go whatever the coaches wants me to play yeah. as long as I'm there to help out Yeah. so then he, I, I told him not to worry if you panic you, you'll, you'll, you'll end up yeah, know, yeah. making committing a lot of mistakes yeah, yeah. so just play how how it should be done yeah. you just relax play relax yeah Trust yourself. Yeah. Good thing. I'm happy with the performance of actually the local players. Uh, Jano, Suba. Yeah. Suba. They did really well, didn't they? Suba yeah, they did really well. well. Yeah, yeah, they did really good. Suba played well. Yeah. And I feel for Amani. I feel the impassion. Oh, unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I felt it. Because yeah. I've, been, I've been there. Yeah. Um, fighting for your country. It's hard. Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think also it's nice to see players demonstrate that emotion. Mm. You know, especially, I mean, 
I think, especially in recent years, the Ascals have been tagged with this, this sort of image of. I don't want to say, not mercenaries. I don't want to say mercenaries, but it's, it's they were branded differently. branded differently, right? Yeah. Branded differently, and yeah. then I think it, it gets it gets to the point where the affinity with with the the general public isn't mm-hmm. isn't really there. So when you see someone and there's you know, yeah, I mean he scores a hat trick, you win the game, and then the realization mm-hmm. is that you still haven't qualified, and then you see the outpouring and the emotion the that he, problem with Filipinos majority of those watching doesn't know about football. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they need to be exposed of the football. And for me, if I, I graduated marketing, I would make use of the Phil Foreigners to market football. Yeah. Because one, they have the looks. Huh? <laughs> hey. no, the Phil Foreigners, they have blue eyes. They have white complexion. They're good. They imagine Phil and James. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah but you know what? I, you, you say that. Mm. And, and we've and we've done that. We we have done yeah. it, right? Phil, Phil and James did it, mm. and other people have done it. Mm. I, I still think there comes a point where the the product still has to be real, yeah. Right, the product on the pitch still needs to be. But it's the one way to expose the kids initially, yeah, yeah. But then I think you've also got the likes of I and mean, why Chiefy was so successful, not just because he was good on the mm. pitch, but he was also relatable. Yeah, Probably with with Chiefy, too too many obligations. That's so many. True. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. sponsors were conflicting with each other. That's true. He he always yes 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 yes. You always forget that this this product will conflict the other product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But I just think we have to be careful mm. with that. We have to be careful with. That. Yeah, I just I just want people to know that when when why I like Ch- how Chiefy is. Yeah, is when he started. With the national team, with our Japanese coach, he was sent home. He was sent home. Is that right? Mm, he was sent home. Ali Borromeo was sent home. Mm. Because? Ali went to training, the tryouts late. Mm. Chiefy went to training, the coach said he was too small. He's young, very young. Mm-hmm. Then they came back the year after, and they became one of the best players in mm-hmm. the Philippines. Mm-hmm. That's the good thing with the two of them. Mm-hmm. Ali, Ali, you see already the potential at an early age. He can, can, can play all the positions, mm-hmm. including goalkeeper. Yeah, he's a very good goalkeeper, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So, he, he, if if we, Ali's a local product. Yeah. Homegrown. Mm-hmm. So, if we see, he need, we need to, in this kind of population, we, we definitely, we will see someone there at yeah. that kind of qualities like Ali. I want to move back a little bit. Mm. I mean, you sort of touched on it there a yeah. little bit about talking about other players' experiences growing up. Mm. What was your experience growing up? Because I know you come yeah. from a very sporting my, my background. F- my family is a uh, sports sports family. My yeah. dad used to play football and basketball mm-hmm. uh, for Ateneo. Mm-hmm. I'm from Las Alves from Ateneo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like 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 Chiefy, they were awarded uh, Mr. Football, Mr. Yeah, basketball. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But he's more... More known for basketball because yeah, right. yeah. he think he's four-time Olympian in basketball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was the third boy in the family of eight. Okay. I'm sorry, fourth boy in the family of yeah. eight. Yeah. Um, I, well, at younger ages, I was pushed to play basketball. Yeah. But still, I couldn't let go of football. Yeah. Uh, Did your other siblings play football also? Yeah. They, my older brother Teo played for the national team futsal. 
Oh, did he really? Futsal, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Futsal. With Sina Ali and Sina Ariel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was really pushed all the best center I had to join. I have to be a model in a clinic of basketball. Yeah. Actually, if I pushed on basketball and tried to learn that sport, I would excel, but I stopped. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was part of the U16 before for China for basketball. Right. But it was disbanded because of that massacre. Okay, yeah. The main massacre that okay. time. Wow. So after that, my father passed away second year. So I moved, I moved back to football. Right. And I definitely basketball was just a pastime. Right. Uh, when I have time, I play basketball. Um, just for fun. Yeah, just yeah, for fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember I couldn't shift to basketball in high school because Coach Hansu didn't want me to play two sports. So Coach Hans, who you now work with, uh, yeah. is... I've been with I've been with him since grade six. I played for him from grade six. Must, uh, have been, must have been a nightmare. Grade one, he was my PE teacher. I tormented me as so a... grade one, you were what, six years old? <laughs> can't six, remember, six, 1984. Six, seven, right, six, seven so I was... Six? Three, four, seven, seven, seven. Yeah, yeah, six, seven. Yeah, he's my PE so teacher. So you had him for, for that long, yeah. and now you're working with then, him still? Then he wasn't my coach in grade school until grade seven, but... I was playing in the high school division, grade six. Right, okay. Because two of us were pulled to the higher division already. Right, okay. Um, he was the one who produced me to be a national team player. Yeah. Um, what was it about? Cause, listen, I've I've worked with Coach Hans in different capacities mm. before. So what what is it about him that you think brought the best Probably out of you? the the hard work. He pushed, he always pushed you to the limit. Yeah. Um, and he knows your capacity. Because uh, right me, I always believe in I believe in adrenaline. Um, I played before with a fractured ankle. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, finals of UAP against Ateneo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played for 30 minutes. I didn't know my ankle was fractured. Mm-hmm. So I believe in adrenaline. Rush. Yeah. Then I believe in second wind. If you, you get that second wind, you don't get tired. Yeah. So those are the things that really... I learned from Coach Hans when he pushed me to my limit. Mm-hmm. So I, I was, he always, and then he was exposed me to a higher level of game, because like grade six I played for high school division. Right. Third year co- high school I played for the Team B college already. Right. So my direction, You're always pushing you, always yeah. trying to ex- extend then, your. Career. Then my first year in in the cal in DLSU, I was part of the national team already. Okay. So I was, I think two of the college players, yeah. me and Marjo Aliado. Yeah, yeah. Then a lot a lot are were uh, armed forces already. Yeah. Then all I can remember with him is the we had the game in Tiger Tiger Cup. That time Suzuki Cup was named before it was Tiger Cup. Yeah. The nineteen ninety six Tiger Cup. Last Singapore needed seven zero to qualify. Uh Fandi Ahmad was the one of the best strikers of Singapore. Mm. Last 20 minutes, it was 3 0. Uh, he asked me to stick with him for 20 minutes. College player, no exposure to the yeah, international yeah. match. So, just to give everyone a perspective uh, on, on that, because some of the people who are listening to the show will uh, probably not realize just how good a striker. Mm. He was probably the best, well, best striker, striker in Southeast yeah. Asia. Maybe the best yeah. he's ever been. So, Gave me 20 minutes to deny to deny him for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I did good thing with, with that one. 
end result was I was I, I was called to if I wanted to study in Singapore right after. Oh really? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So but I declined because I was still young and I I still family yeah, yeah. didn't want to leave my family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not like now. I always tell my nephew, go. Yeah. Just go. Come back. Come back if you, you if you think na if not not working for you. Yeah. Because you're 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 getting older. Yeah. You're not getting any younger. Yeah. And you have nothing to prove here anymore. Yeah. I mean, you, at that stage, the national team, like you said, was pretty much the whipping boys of mm. of Southeast Asia. So you came through that period and you retired. You initially retired in 2002. Two. Yeah. Right. Why, I, why did you retire at that time? I retired in 2002 because I, I just wanted to rest because all my life was just yeah. I wanted to start working already. Um, I graduated 2000. I took 2002 years to play first. Then I wanted to work. Uh, remember, football is not a way of life. We didn't have yeah, a professional yeah, yeah, yeah. league. You, you, you weren't getting paid then, obviously. The professional, yeah. We, there, there, there came a professional league, but we got paid only a few months then after. Yeah. <laughs> Just like uh, what happened to Global. Yeah. Yeah. So, and do I regret playing for that? No. It's one of our contribution on football. Yeah. We wanted it to succeed, but definitely it did not. Yeah. Uh, I retired 2002 from national team. Mm-hmm. Then I played for... I played international beach football 2004. Uh, I got injured ACL. Really? Yeah. Okay. 2004. So that, because, uh, and then obviously 2006. 2006. You were recalled back to the Ah, uh, Aris called me. Aris can uh, slip, yeah. Aris, Coach Aris yeah. called me if I wanted to help out. Yeah. And in what way? Because we were talking a little bit about this before. Um, we? why, why, why did Coach Aris think that you could At that time, Chiefy couldn't, couldn't handle the field foreigners and locals. Uh, we Someone needs to midget Meaning me. How I see it, it's more on, I, I need to be an interpreter. <laughs> nah. Not really. Nah, nah, nah. I think just actually, kidding. when you look at it. I, 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 need, I just needed to bring them together. Yeah. Because, because there was a faction. And we were quite young. Mm. Still. I mean, that would have been, so I was 23. Yeah, I was 13, 30. Oh, right, so yeah, I was 23. 30. Ali would have been the same age. Yeah. Chiefly the same age. So you had probably... Yeah. 10, 10 or so players in and around that same mm-hmm. Anton right a year older yeah. than me two years older than me Aris so, wanted old players to help out to basically two, two of us were there me yeah. and Ali, 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 Ali Gun. yeah and yeah and essentially that group although it was a young up and coming team we were, we were mm. by no means the finished article we mm. still we had a lot of players still mm. kind of finding their feet still yeah. still developing still maturing yeah. I mean we were probably I mean like you said there's a lot of yeah, I would consider myself a leader, yeah. Ali Wood, and then obviously Chiefy, uh, Ian Araneta. There was a lot of players, yeah. you know, who also were big characters. Yeah, yeah. But it definitely needed managing. So, so they, that's why they, you that's came That's why in. we came, came in. I remember that time, it was in Ultra, when Aris talked to me there. Mm. Uh, I was 40 to 50 pounds overweight from my playing weight. Right. So, first day of running... I dread ultra already. Yeah. I believe I puked in every tree there, every fence in ultra for one week. Yeah. 
then I talked to Aris. <coughs> I told I told him, <coughs> I'll go join the team if in three weeks I can join the runs. I can match the runs yeah. already. Then after three weeks, I lost almost 20 pounds. They decided to just go for it. Yeah, I was working uh, nine, nine, eight to five work yeah. corporate. So the training was in ultra. I remember Darren telling people in, in the game when he was commentating that I was, after training, I don't take a bath, I go straight to work. Mm. I have no choice. Yeah. What I do is I put alcohol in the car. Just rub it on. Rub, then go to work. Yeah. Then come back in the afternoon for training, then go back to work. And how long did you do that for? I did that for two months. Yeah. Then our training camp was moved to Bacolod. Yeah. I joined that team. I took a leave of absence from work. Yeah. But still, I was working off-site. Off-site, yeah. Then the 2006, 2007. Yeah. And then we went to... So you played in the tournament in Bacolod, right? Yeah. The qualifiers. Yeah. Um, then 2007. So that was, would have been the AFF championships. Mm. So it Qualifying. Was, qualifiers. But yeah. it was in between. So this is, this is like... It used to be called Tiger Cup. Yeah. And then this was before it became yeah. Suzuki Cup. Yeah. So it was just AFF yeah. um, championship, I think it was called at the time, right? So you came in for the qualifiers. Ali, Ali, Ali Go was there. Yeah. You were there. And Tok Gonzalez mm, was there. He's probably one of the other sort of more older, more senior players. Still young. Anto's still young. Yeah, but even yeah. then he was what? Yeah. So he's a few years older than me. So even though he was probably... He's what? one of the, those that pushed me in running. Uh, he by pushing he, you you mean beating no uh, when we do the interval runs yeah. I wish lag behind yeah. two of them come comes back to push me Anto and Darren they alternate each other to push me to run funny story with Darren right we did yeah. so my very first mm. um, national team camp was under Aris and we he, he used to love the Cooper test so we do the Cooper test right? mm. and I was in I was in pretty good shape to mm. be honest with you so the first Cooper test we did, I came second. Mm. Darren won. He lapped me. <laughs> right? And I came second. Yeah. Uh, I think Vaughan Melendres. Remember Vaughan? Vaughan, yeah. Vaughan, yeah. Vaughan, 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 and then Kale Alvarez. Yeah. So we were the top four. And then um, yeah, people can't believe how fit Darren used to be. He was a machine. Yeah, yeah. Anto also was Anto. always known for his fitness levels. For Good thing. The nice thing with how Anto plays, he, he's small but terrible, man. He knows how to use his body. Very good, very small. smart, very smart player. Very, very smart. smart player. So then, yeah, so we, so we went to, mm. we went to um, Thailand. And uh, obviously, first game, yeah. Ali sustains his injury. Injured. So Nightmare. Th- that's one of the responsibilities uh, Aris told us. Uh, you, it's either your guys are utility players because we're retiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, if someone gets injured, someone fails to play what they're supposed we're supposed to do you you replace them I saw your role also as a as a a figure off the field yeah. also you know like the, the general the mm. extension of the coach on, on the training field mm. if we had a problem we could go to you you could relay yeah. the information to Aris you were very good with that like, yeah. I mean I don't want to say mediator because yeah. but but, but you, the only you thing very, I had the problem with Aris was that game when actually Lehman Lehman always talks to me eh, always tells me he always threatens with this position because he's scared that if I get to play, he won't be able be to play. Yeah. So I go, don't be scared, just play. And then there's this game that uh, Lehman was suspended mm-hmm. in Bacolod. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, I confronted Coach Aris that time because during the team session, he told me, I will be the one starting. Mm-hmm. So, remember a player, when you prepare for a game, you mental preparation. It's not only that I'm going yeah, to play. Yeah, it's, mental, yeah. it's different when you're off the bench and you're starting. Yeah. So, you, during that session, he told me I was going to start instead of Lehman because he's suspended. Mm-hmm. Then, during the game, he started Browner. Henry Browner, yeah. Yeah. So, after the game, I told I told him, Coach, you have to tell me ahead of time because it's different how I prepare mentally yeah. before the game, starting and from the bench. Because yeah. remember, you told us you molded our mind already from off the bench. Because yeah. all my life in national team, I never started off the bench. No. It's only this time because I knew my role already yeah. in the team. Yeah. I, I actually didn't expect that I'll be able to play. Right. I, I just want to be there. I just wanted the feeling of the game. Yeah. Even now, when I watch the the, the game, yeah, I I I I love the feeling in front in front of the now singing the national anthem. Yeah, it's a great feeling. Great feeling. Man. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Mm. That's a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. What can you? Remember? How about you? you? Know how the national anthem already? Oh my gosh! Don't <laughs> ask me that. Don't ask me that. <laughs> One of the enduring memories mm. that I have with a national team was actually your final game mm. which was 0-0 mm. against Myanmar Myanmar had to win to qualify, qualify. for the semi-finals yeah. and we had lost to Thailand, yeah. Thailand yeah. we had lost to Malaysia so we really had nothing yeah, to play for yeah. um, Aris makes a few changes mm. and then I see on the team sheet that you're playing centre-back mm. And I didn't know you as a centre-back. Yeah. I always knew you as a central midfield player. Um, but we sort of mixed things up a little bit. And I think he paired you with Anton. Is that right? Is it no, no, with Sablon. Japit. Yeah. Japit Sablon. So we had a bit of a sort of a mix and match mm. group. But I remember... Although it's, not, it's, a res- it's a game that doesn't really get much attention because mm. obviously it was just a 0-0 yeah. game and then we didn't end up qualifying. Actually, we were supposed to win if only Arel scored that goal or passed that ball. You should have passed it to me. <laughs> yeah. We no longer speak because of it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and then, of course, um, there was another one. I don't know if you remember this one, where my brother had gone on this crazy run and then the ball got played into the middle and it fell to him. And all he mm. would have done, he would have just tapped it in. And then um, power. Power, yeah. Suppose, yeah. Slides in and then he blazes it over, over. for about two yards out. And I was literally <laughs> right there going, what are you doing? And Power obviously coaches with me now, so we laugh about it sometimes. <laughs> but, but what do you remember from that game? Because obviously that was your, Actually, your they, last they, match. They, obviously you remember me yeah. talking to you afterwards yeah, about yeah. being captain. Very time. emotional one, this yeah. one. So I, I really wanted to win that game. You knew it was going to yeah. be your last game, right? Yeah. You knew. I, I knew, knew it's going to be my last game. Yeah. Uh, there were players that were put in like uh, that time. Pasinabo. Arnie. Yeah, he, was, he played five minutes then replaced right away. Because he break under pressure. Yeah. But he's one of the best players we have in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. He's a good player. It, those those were the kind of players that we need to help out. Yeah. So for sure. Very emotional that game. Because mm. um, definitely after this, after that, I have to move to the next phase of yeah. my. It's, it's either I coach or work. Yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah. It's either I coach or work or do it the same time. Yeah. But I decided to do it the same time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Coaches. yeah. Uh, you had a hell of a game. I remember that. Yeah. You played really well. 
because mm. I was sh- I was surprised. <laughs> you know, because I, I yeah, know yeah, you, cause yeah. you were more known for you know, quite silky on mm. the ball. You were you mm. were a good distributor, but you you showed your kind of gritty yeah. side, your determined side. Because uh, probably it's because I, uh, I that game I really wanted. Yeah. To end my career with a win yeah. for once, yeah, I know, and not be losing for a, a, a amount of score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had your fair share of those, right? Of the mm. of the heavy defeats and the yeah, the difficult even scenarios. the Olympic qualifying. When I see the videos, yeah, man, it's just like when we uh, rem- I remember that time when we were in the airport in Japan for the Olympic qualifier U twenty three. We landed in Japan. Uh, Freddie was interviewed. The Japanese reporter asked him, "Cause last time Filipinos, Philippines and Japan played Philippines one one zero. Then the Japanese reporter asked him, So what do you think does the score will be?' Mm-hmm. Freddie said, "We will beat Japan.' Okay. Then the game time started when we played them for the first leg. We lost thirteen zero. Thirteen zero. So I, I was, I was." I was feeling, um, fuck, can't do this. Yeah. Uh, we cannot, we go, going to the second leg, we cannot be losing another 13 yeah. zero against them. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I remember we have two Philippine field foreigners at that time, Lee Gunn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lee. Yeah. Lee. Uh, it's sad. Well, it's just sad being part of the Weeping Boys. Of yeah. And you're known for that. And you didn't want to have that experience again. I don't want the younger generation experience it. Yeah. I think it's high time that we we have to do something. We cannot have another nine years or another four years our youth teams experiencing this kind of defeat. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that, that's an interesting thing that you mentioned there because, like, I came in... Yeah, I must have been nineteen, twenty at the time, mm. and I would, and I'd seen what had happened in previous Tug mm. Cups, but I definitely didn't have that mindset of right. Well, we're going to get killed. I mean, mm. I mean, we lost my first Tug Cup. We lost to uh, Myanmar one zero, last mm. minute goal, injury time goal, narrow loss to Thailand. Mm. We got beat by Malaysia pretty heavy, mm. and then we beat East Timor, which was quite. It was at the yeah. time was acceptable. Yeah, and. Um, and then sort of thereafter, I don't really recall us having many heavy defeats. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe the odd mm. three or four zero here and there. Mm. But generally speaking, you know, no, no 13 zeros yeah. or anything like that. So it's, it's, for me, it's so interesting when you talk about it and you think, oh, maybe that was like 50, 60 years ago. That was, mm. in, that was in recent memory, mm. right? I mean, that's for, for people who have yeah. been watching for the past 20, that, that's, that's happened within this time frame. So to see how far we've come in, in that time frame on the men's they, level. They really closed the gap. The problem really? is we're just too in a hurry. We're looking uh, at the World Cup already. We're looking at the Asian Cup already. We haven't been tagged as king of Southeast Asia yeah. yet. Yeah. So why don't we target first Southeast Asia before we... Because basically the ranking, FIFA ranking, is not a basis of anything. The other thing with that, Alvin, I think as well, is if if the model is, which is is it, it, it which it is at the moment of, we're going to get Phil foreigners in who've been brought up abroad, mm. raised abroad. They're going to do great things because mm. they've already been exposed to a high level of football. That's going to keep going now. It's going to keep going. It's, gonna keep it's, going. it's a it's a shortcut method. 
But what I'm saying is with that is you, you don't, don't worry about that. At least we're not going to the extent that we're naturalizing players. We're, we're, yeah. Which Have is you seen that, that yeah, other in Singapore, Singapore is do, doing that. But if that's the case, Alvin, right, then this is, this is really what I want to come mm. on to and, and segue into some of the stuff that you've been doing in youth football is if, if, if that's going to be, that's done by itself, right? That's just going to be a wheel that keeps spinning. Mm. We don't need to worry about that. Those players mm. will come to us. Yes, Let's correct. worry about the other stuff. Correct. They, they neglected the, the, the youth program. Because imagine the foundations. Because at the moment, mm. there is no foundation, mm. right? It, everything is just built at the top. Mm. What, what we, the result we're top, of that we're, we're top the, down yeah. with everything yeah. but if we had a foundation of let's develop these guys from the grassroots level alright it might take 5-10 years mm. it might take 5 it might take 20 years who knows but once that happens then of course you get your pooling from yeah. two different groups then that, that's the reason why how do you how do you gauge your kids if their program is effective or not mm. how would you gauge it competition in not the seven side composition. No, You're not getting anything from no, 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 no. a national tournament. Yeah, bring back, bring back the Coco for gold before. A lot of people have said that. T tell people about that because I obviously it wasn't part of that. But Coco for gold was spearheaded by definitely Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah with Rene Adad before, mm -hmm. uh, with Coach Chris. It's a national tournament wherein the best of every school that qualified plays in uh, one venue. There's Luzon representative, there's mm -hmm. Visayas, Mindanao. Then from those, actually, the national team youth before was composed of those players there. In so they all converge on mm. one location. Mm. All the best players from all the best yeah. schools come in. And then yeah. basically the, the, the coaches would then go, right, okay, yeah. that one, it's that like, one, that it's one. Like that one. A, it's like a rookie camp. Rookie camp, yeah. the coaches go there, then you see all the rookies playing. Then oh, I want this guy, I want this guy, I want this guy. Yeah. Um, right now it's different. Uh, they just bring their teams they expect they say that they're the best because they think they're the best yeah um, it's not uh, we do a selection represent represent the, our, our our province with the best team mm -hmm. that we have mm -hmm. uh, we don't have Palarong Pambasa is probably can can be it's the closest thing really closest thing yeah yeah but still even that level I'm like I'm, I'm looking at some of the kids that who were invited on from mm. just my network of people I know mm. and I was like not even they wouldn't even start for my team mm. you know what I mean like you you want to get to the point where you really are pulling the best of the best mm. put them all in one location yeah. and then let's really yeah. see who who where the talent because usually right now the youth the age group of excuse me U14, you can see them that a lot of schools are recruiting them already mm -hmm. here in Metro Manila. Yeah. So definitely you can bring them together. Yeah. Uh, the born, the little Ascals, the born O2O3s that was produced before, mm -hmm. that's supposed to be a product of this year. Mm -hmm. uh, some are in Lasal Green Hills, some are in San Beda. One is in Zubel. Mm. So, a, lo a lot are already in Metro Manila, right. but only two played or for the national yeah, team out yeah. of the 22. Yeah. Uh, sad reality, but we need we need a program, long-term program, mm -hmm. that there's continuity. Mm. You cannot stop after two years because no one's going to handle it. The Coca-Cola one, though, how long, how long did that run for? Um... I'm not pretty sure, but it was always calendared every year before yeah. for U16. Yeah. 
It's always calendar. Yeah. Then there, then there was Adidas U19. Then that nothing. That, nothing. Yeah. Because I mean, l- l- looking at it, that's it all seems to be private entity though. Right. Private with with sponsor, or sponsor like yeah. corporate or whatever. But still, it's initiative by the federation. Yeah, because I think that's that's really where a lot mm. of this lies, right? You know, yeah. you, there, there needs to be the funding. If mm. it's not from, coming from the federation, then it needs to be yeah. generated by the federation mm. or by a, a governing yeah. body. That's why that's the only tournament that you can gauge if your program is at par with the other other yeah. regions. Yeah. So you can see if. I'm lacking behind or mm. ahead of them. Yeah. So the, the thing is, in this past few years, we don't have anything to gauge with except the seven aside tournaments. Yeah. Which is not really a fair reflection mm. of where these where these players are. Yeah. I don't think. And and obviously you're now involved with the LaSalle program. Mm. Talk talk to us a little bit more about that because I think that's also relative in terms of because you're seeing the kids, aren't you? At that mm. when they're coming of age. Yeah. Really, where the level is at. Um, level. With the LaSalle program, definitely we want to produce players for our LaSalle University. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of LaSalle schools in Luzon. Yeah. Uh, LaSalle Guineas, uh, LaSalle Sobel, Vermosa Campus, Laguna yeah. Campus. So we try as much to bring a program that we call One LaSalle mm-hmm. together so that when they play, they're comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh when we join national tournaments, we try to combine these kids uh, to, to play. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, uh, it's actually, it's still in an infancy stage because yeah. we just started it for the past two, two, two three years. Yeah. So we, we can see already the U14s, the players that we want to, to develop yeah. so that we don't have to look for other players outside so you're just basically trying to keep it from it's like a, within the yeah, program within within the LaSalle community like yeah. for Laguna we want to look at players in the Laguna area already so we don't have to look for players from the province I think the benefit also of generating your own players is they have an affinity to the school uh, definitely is in core values of the school you know what I mean I think, to them because right now we're, we're just not just coaches eh. we're just also like we're just like an extension of the school. family yeah as well yeah. I think it, you look at you look at that, that that type of system, and it goes back to what we were saying before. You can then produce the type mm. of players that you want to produce, mm. and not just actually not just players, people. Yeah. Majority right. of our coaches also are Lasol Lasal alumni. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they also went. They're yeah, from. They came from, came from Lasal. I mean, if you oh. look at like like clubs that are doing this at the, mm. at the at the highest level, like Ajax, for example, mm. like Ajax's academy is littered with players who used to play for the club, mm. who came through the yeah. system. So. All of these things are then inherently the philo- Their philosophy is very much instilled in... It's the every, same. Every, yeah. It's the same. So mm. if you're from LaSalle and you play for mm. LaSalle and you, now you're coaching kids from mm. LaSalle, it's, it's all there. So then they, they have those same core values. Mm. They behave a certain yeah, way. You, you expect them to be studious in the classroom, for yeah. example. Like, and I think all of those things, if you can harness that and then expand it on a, like a national mm. level, then you're going to have a group of players for the national yeah. team with the same core values. The, right? the problem right now is with with what with in the Philippines setting, club in school is, is, is still see there's still a, a, a middle part of club in school together. In what sense? You mean that there's uh, a little bit of conflict between them or is it hard, you think there, it's hard to always, bridge the gap? Yes. Yeah. It's hard to bridge the gap 
for now. Yeah. But, of, I think often there's a lot of overlap. Uh, and a lot of parents are trying to push their kids to they play, play, play. It's okay to 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 have them play. Yeah. But not to the extent that they're playing every day. Yeah. Um there are times kids are improving they call it improving fast. They they're gonna plateau. Because parents are pushing them. Yeah. Let I just want them, the parents, to just let the kids enjoy the sport mm-hmm. and let them find out on their own. Yeah. Because like now, one I see a kid playing in this club, then I see this kid playing in another club. Too many clubs, multi clubs. What for? Different philosophy, different. Uh, the kid will be confused already. Did you see that with you growing up? Uh, before we don't have clubs it's yeah. just school mostly with school school because I see that a lot and I think it's one of the biggest problems Alvin mm. that I've encountered in the youth football arena mm. which is you've got a lot of these kids and you know what it's not the kids fault mm. it's the parents fault parents the parents really fault parents. and a lot of it is driven by ego mm. a lot of it is driven by or probably a frustrated player before which is exactly yeah. what it is which comes back to it's just narcissistic tendencies of parents, mm. right? That's really what it. And I, it's I, actually normal. It's not normal though. It's normal it? here in the Philippines. Yeah, that's bad then. Yeah, it's I mean, normal. You, you, you'd know better than me, but I see it a lot, so mm. maybe it is normal mm. for, from, from what you've experienced. It's, but but. we just have to control it. We just us coaches needs to control our parents. But I, I I think that's a very difficult thing to and do. And remember, I think your club also has code of ethics for their parents. No, no, yeah. we do. I, I don't yeah. think we're that and they, bad. They have all, I don't yeah. think we're And they have an, I think they have even have a tournament for the parents, which is good. At least they know how it feels to play. Yeah, and then it gives the kids yeah. a chance to abuse the, yeah. the parents as well. Correct. Which is always nice. Mm. But but no, I mean, we sort of... <laughs> We, we, we've been on multiple t- <laughs> multiple times we've gone off topic. And you said before you came <coughs> on that you're going to go off here and off yeah, there. Yeah. But, but I think with with that and I think it's interesting that you're doing it with mm. your school I'd like to see something like that rolled out on a on a kind of a national scale mm. because I think that's really important that you you have a set of values mm. that you adhere to and then once it's ingrained in in that like you said it becomes a conveyor belt of just mm. kids coming through the system it doesn't matter whether you're in Laguna or whether you're in Green Hills or whether you're in wh- whatever any any part it's just those kids are coming through same values same principles same ideas yeah. and then that philosophy is easy to, to, to manifest mm. when you see it on the pitch you know I just want kids to just play smart that's it it's hard to teach football like you he can give them situations they, they, they need to learn how to decide on mm. their own so it's really hard to, for me, it's hard to teach. Sometimes the football like is very, it's natural for the kids. Yeah, uh, there are kids that are highly technical, but their football IQ are low. Mm-hmm. Their football IQ, some kids are football IQ high, but their technical aspect is very low. Yeah. So basically, it's us coaches who will determine how do we make them all at this level, kind mm-hmm. of level. Mm-hmm. So that's why, that's why, that's why I told you I admire how Kaya did it with their their football manual, mm-hmm. which should be that way. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, should be that way. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you, mate. <laughs> I want to, I want to talk a little bit. About, I know you don't mm-hmm. really want to talk too much about it, so I won't talk yeah. about elections as such because obviously <clears> the, the results are in now, right? Yeah, the results yeah. are in. So what what we we are? I still believe in change. And this is what I want to talk yeah. about. Right? So my, my, my thing with you is 
now that the administration is, is going to continue yeah. and they're going to go in, I mean, you were very vocal about what, how you felt about it and that you wanted to change, but hopefully we can yeah. still experience some change yeah. and under the current regime. The, my voice, I, I said my vo- voice about it already, yeah. and hopefully they will listen, and uh, hopefully things will change. What do you want? What, do you, what would you like to see change? Uh, more, more, more national tournament. More, more engagement with the youth. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to do with compliance, but more on development. Because mm-hmm. this past nine years that we were under them, it was more of a compliance. Yeah. It, never neglect futsal because it's part of the football program. Okay. Never neglect the referees. Why is there no? Sorry, I will come off that. Why is it not more futsal? Because the, there should the, be. No, it's the easiest way to do it. The, the, it's part of their program, futsal. Uh, we we sent a team last time composed of last minute preparation. Yeah, just for which is a running yeah. theme in this yeah. interview, right? Last minute prep. But yeah. why? Why? Like one of the things, there's a dearth of facilities, right? And it's hard mm. to get if, especially when it's a densely populated mm. community like like Manila, right? But there's loads of basketball Last courts. Basketball court. There's loads, yeah. right? There's loads. Mm. You know why? Why are we the, not investing more time and money in in futsal? I don't see I don't see the coaches right now are capable of handling futsal not all right they see futsal as football also but remember what, but, but why coaching is fi- futsal is different from of course football. But, but, but then I think it is it can still filter into, yeah. into football later on I mean you look yeah. at the Brazilians oh, they, they yeah. play futsal until they started they, playing futsal that's how they learned yeah. much, much before they played like for me futsal yeah. is, the, is ultimate for, for the technical ability of the right? kids so if, you, if you've got if you've got all yeah. of these things like which you talked about before that the Filipinos have technical deficiencies yeah. let's work on it within futsal surely but the thing is uh, no no one no one from the federation sees the importance okay so now we're getting to the real issues here right mm. They, they just see everything on compliance that we have to join or unless we'll be fined. That's it. Yeah. But if we, we, we so I don't know I don't I don't know if 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 it happened that we didn't join then we agreed then what's the corresponding sanctions? I don't know. Yeah. I and I don't care. Uh, a, a good thing with with the federation. The good thing with the federation is We've been joining youth tournaments. Yeah. Before on during my time, we, Just, they choose yeah. which tournament to join. Right. At least now, most of the tournaments we join. Yeah. But it's still out of compliance, and we don't a- see any report afterwards of wha- what happened. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, how yeah, did we do? Yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah. What was wrong? Yeah. How can we improve? How can we improve? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. So no one wants to discuss, even. I have this one coach before I got to talk to. Uh, he was questioned that all of his players came from his school that he was coaching. Which is a common problem, I I think. The reason was we schools cannot just release players if there's no coordination yeah. done properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Letters from the federation. Or the protocol, kind of proper protocol. protocol. Yeah, yeah. And uh, out of uh, respect to the coaches handling them. Yeah. Uh, it's always last minute or we, we're the ones who are asking for the letter out of respect from for, for, for us to release. Yeah. There are times um, I've, the coach that I talked to didn't want to get interviewed about it, but mm-hmm. he was bashed crazy in Facebook about that tournament that he brought his players there. 
uh, it's sad, but it's the truth. It's we're just complying to send a team. So you just get whoever's available yeah. at the time. Yeah. And then obviously some schools are reluctant to release those mm. players because the proper either the proper protocol yes. has been and issued. It, it's or? a tournament proper, so we, yeah. it's it, during our season. There are times na that they need to do it properly so that it that the, the games will be rescheduled. Because I'm guessing the reluctance from some of these coaches to release their players is they've mm. got ongoing competitions yes. themselves, and if their scholarship if they're mm. scholaring these kids yeah. and then they're not made available, yeah. then their job's Correct. on the line also, and right? Usually tournaments, different AFF and AFC tournaments are always calendared. Why don't we just? Yeah, so you know ahead of time. Mm. They, didn't, they didn't say, "Oh, let's just do a tournament next week." Yeah. Can you send a team? That's the thing. You know when yeah. it, you know when it's coming, right? Yeah, you know when it's coming. So, so they know it ahead of time. Why? Yeah. Why? Why wait for the last few weeks to fix everything? Yeah. So, so, the, so the first thing for you that you would want. Youth Actually, if you ask tournament. me, a lot will help me if you ask me if the regarding the federation. Complete cleansing. England did it. When they didn't qualify in the World Cup, what did they do? Complete. Out. out. The program, complete trash, yep. fix the reorganization. USA didn't qualify. What did they do? Same way. Yeah, leave USA. They're still useless. Germany. Yeah. Germany did the same. Mm, yeah, Germany. Germany did the same. And if you actually go back to Schrocki's interview that we did mm. on here, he was one of the beneficiaries mm. of that group. So yeah. I remember when England beat them in the Euros, I think it would have been 2000 or something like that. Mm. That that Germany team was awful. But they went back, started the again. Good thing with SEA Games now, we were allowed to put overage players. What if Schrock was in there? What if Amani was in there? Right. What would happen to us? Yeah. Good thing they were there. Yeah. We had to rely on these players. Yeah. And... I want I want to put to build up quality players similar to Shrok how he passed left and right. Mm-hmm. How many assists from his pass that we converted a lot? Yeah. So how how come we cannot produce a similar quality player like him? Yeah. Here. I can't wait to see a player like you in the kids, a player like Ali, a player like Chiefy, a player like Shrok, mm-hmm. homegrown. Similar qualities to them. Yeah. I mean, that for me is working in youth football mm. here in the Philippines is, is the thing that I would love to see the most. I would love to see it where you go to a training camp and you, or you go, to, uh, you, know, you go to one of these selection processes mm. and, and you can mix the guys who are raised abroad, mm. you can mix the guys at home ground and you won't be able to tell the difference. Because mm. if, if you go yeah. to a training session now... It's, it's a hard time for the coach to select players. The, uh, right? All the same quality of players. Right? Yeah. And, and then how much better would that be? Mm. How much better would that be? You know, it's, it's one of the things that I really struggle with and I... Mm. I, I, I because on the one hand, I was lucky, I was fortunate because mm. it gave me an opportunity to come here and play straight away. Yeah. Right? So I have to be thankful for that, that the yeah. level wasn't as high as it should have mm. been. But now I'm in... Now I'm in. He just retired early. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit. He could have done more. Hey, if, yeah. if, if they need... I mean, they call me you've up, done I'm a there. lot. You've done a lot for Philippine football. Yeah, I did my bit. Yeah. I did my bit. You did your share. So... He just ended it on the right note. You don't want to yeah, take more of a gamble I, nah, after I, I, that. <laughs> I see a lot of people try and do it when they're well into their 30s. Because we I tried. Freddie and I tried. We almost won against Vietnam before. If he, Freddie just scored two goals in the first half, 
Yeah, that was what 2002 2002 2002 yeah um sad it's, a, it's so sad that he wasn't able to score on yeah. those two goals that could have changed everything and we Freddie and I tried tried we tried yeah we tried to uplift football but uh g- good thing that with that tournament Freddie was able to play in the Vietnam League yes I mean he, he got yeah. his moves although maybe mm. it wasn't great for the, mm. the nation or the but team still as a whole. someone is he benefited yeah. and it's great and there's someone who came mm. through the system here I know he went to the States for, for a while yeah. but because somebody came through the system and for me it's one of those if you can get more you know players more exposed, players coming in yeah. and exposed to level good coaching you know high level competition on a consistent mm. basis I, I, I guarantee mm. you and I, I said again I said this on another podcast the, the Alphonse Areolas of this yeah. world full-blooded Filipinos yeah. playing at Real Madrid now yeah. right so it's possible it's nothing to like do with you genetics. can see the quality of the game like Amani is not gonna be Amani if he didn't play in for sure in Thailand Malaysian League Malaysian League yeah, yeah. for sure and if, he, and, and if he didn't have the opportunity mm. to, to play with a national team for so mm. long he's been in the system with us since he was yeah. 1920 if he would, if he carried on just playing in college yeah. and just playing you know at that level mm. he wouldn't have had the chance but the fact that he's been with the national team for I mean he must have been probably 8 years now yeah. if not more so he's been with us he, he, he every, really every improved year. a lot and I really I can feel still feel how in, in the, the emotions that he was really fighting until the end. Yeah. yeah. And I think, imagine that. Imagine having 11 Amani mm. Aguinaldos playing mm. with that kind of passion and yeah. playing with that kind of spirit, right? Mm. And if you could harness that, and if they had the technical ability of mm. the, of the foreign, uh, ah. foreign, Philippine, foreign players, yeah. then, then you're on to a winner. Like one of the things that I think, and, and going back to what you originally said about you know, the, sort of the DNA or the makeup of the Filip- Filipino players, mm. especially homegrown ones, is mm. in... It, 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 something innate in Filipinos is they love to fight. They will mm. fight. They will fight. They will fight. The term puso. They always right? puso, it, there we go. Puso, 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 right. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's its own mm. term, and and that's within the problem. The problem right now is yes, they love to fight, but their types they will fight if it's almost close to like for example, uh, they 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 will only fight when they're down one zero. Yeah, that's true. They, why that? Why not fight from the start? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, I'm also, <laughs> I'm also looking at it from a perspective of. Uh, it means you're waffling yeah. on too much. Um, I'm also looking at it from a perspective of. Let's say, for example, Amani, and he, he demonstrated how emotional mm. he was, and, and uh, I think if the kids are given, I say kids, if homegrown Filipinos uh, feel as though there is an opportunity for them to step up into the national mm. team, I mean, really step yeah. up, because obviously for for a lot of them, they they have only really seen. Look at the Sea Games; most of them are, are guys who are yeah. great as well. So imagine if you're 19 and, and you're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing. Mm. I think I'm close. And then you're JB Belong and then you're out. Mm. You know, like that must be really disheartening. So I, I get why you might not have that fight or you might not have that kind of, that kind of passion. It's not right. I mean, you should always still want Probably to fight. Probably at the level of U22 already, you, you will see the players from the youth who played really well outside. You, you can yeah. see from the time that they played U16. Yeah. From the time they played U19. Yeah. The time they played you'll see already who can play outside yeah. that don't break under pressure. Yeah. Bolongan played well in the last SEA game. Yeah. Uh, La Paz played La Paz, well. La Paz, in, both of them. Yeah, because they, well they were both in, in the time. International yeah. match. 
you can highlight already those that played really well outside. Yeah. So we need more of an obs- observation on who plays well. Because in my video, I uh, I told them there that there are players that are good at Philippine level but lack behind in international level. Yeah. And there are players that are good parents level. Parents will always say we have the best kids, best yeah. players. That's normal. Yeah. But that the they usually at Philippine level they say they're good in the Philippine level. Yeah. Only. Yeah. So they they need to we need to highlight all the players that we have seen that played really well. One player that I saw that played really well, who's injured right now, is Takardon Fidel. He really played well in the U19 mm-hmm. international. Where where is he at? Injured. He got injured. But he's UP, at which UP, 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 yeah, 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 okay. Injured, so there you can see already from from at that age who are the players that can play. Yeah, and from that there, we need to develop them because they'll be the next in line for the national. Yeah, team, for sure. For the Askers. Yeah, and it'd be nice, wouldn't it, just to see the progression? Mm. Like what, what I'd really like to see is have the guys who come in from. Um, you know, U14, mm. the best of the U14, mm. the guys who play really well. Okay, the core the, players. You can, you can go yeah. into the 16s, the core players. Mm. You know, it's always going to be a funnel, there, right? Not everyone's going to make it. Not everyone's going to make it. Yeah, there's always a, 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 an age group that they just stop. Yeah. Because me and, like me and Mark, 10 players coming from U19, yeah. core players. Vietnam, five core players. Right. Us is just one I basically considered one yeah. limbo because yeah, he yeah. was able to play for 20 minutes. The others, it's not even core, yeah. is it really? I mean, I'm mm. talking about people that you can really. If it's core, the team, yeah. you know, make, the mm. team is made around you. Mm. And I think with that, if you can get four or five guys coming mm. through at the same time, mm. perfect. Yes. Perfect. Correct. Because that's what we had in my group. Yeah. Right. And you, you were the, the elder statesman mm. who kept mm. an eye on all of yeah, us. Yeah, you can really push that. But, <laughs> we, were, but we, were yeah. all, we were all born within. Yeah within one year of each other mm. or 82s 83s pretty much we all came through together mm. so I think it'd be, and it'd be nice even better if, if it was all a group of players born and raised here came through the system here were ingrained in it had been abroad you know had gone yeah. and done the under 14 16s um, uh, under 19 competitions then went to, and played in the sea yeah. games and then you when, by the time they get to that age where they're coming into the men's team, they've already had, mm. you know, that period, eight years of playing international yeah. competition. Then they're ready. Yeah. Then they're ready. Correct. It might not be many, yeah. but it might be five, six kids, but that's really what we've mm. got to be aiming for. This is, that's, this is the reason why I came into your podcast, mm. because to get insights from you. Mm. And people will hear that, that it's not only myself who's been talking about this. It's you also. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Mm. The other thing with that, mm. and I'm talking, that's just on mm. the player side, but I really hope, and you yeah. touched on it, I really yeah. hope that people of our generation mm. get more involved mm. in that process. And then obviously if they want to get involved, be allowed. Yeah. And I, I want people to to see the reality of where where we at in football. Mm. Uh, like people talk, talk about football. They don't know anything about football. Mm. They say hurtful words about football. Mm. But they do not understand how how is it to play football. Mm. So, like you, you you know, you observe, you see things. What we need, what we lack behind. You, you see the development. You see, you basically observe. Mm-hmm. Then you act on your observation. Mm-hmm. What was the term that you used in your in your? You said um, doing something in your backyard. 
cleaning, uh, cleaning your backyard or something. You said something like that. If no one's doing anything, you really have you, you start from your own backyard. I think that there's a as a saying, I I stole that yeah. and I was like, it's the perfect analogy. Like what you're doing for Kaya. Exactly, that's your backyard. Exactly, you're doing everything to fix the program, to produce players, yeah. to develop them. It's the same thing for us. We're doing it for for Lasal. Uh, Anto's doing it for Acquire. No, no, you figure is doing it for USL. Yeah. We're, we're doing it on our own. Yeah. Uh, this coach I got to talk to if told me well, we don't have to talk to the federation. Why don't we just have a meeting on our own mm-hmm. and do our own thing? Mm-hmm. National coach, na. That's a national coach. If they're not doing anything, let's just be the ones to just initiate and talk to each other and yeah. fix our program or in line our program with each other. Yeah. And then we'll just have a tournament on our own. Then we'll see, gauge everything if our program is uh, doing the right thing or not. I'd be open to it, Alvin. Yeah. You tell me. <laughs> you, you book a room, you book a table, and I'll show up. Mm. And we'll, and, we'll, and we'll see if, if that's what it has. If that's so right now, basically we have to move on. Yeah, same thing. We same thing. Promises will be given. I I hope this time around will be different. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, th- it will be different. What? Well, I just hope yeah. that the. I just hope that whatever here say that we hear, I hope they set it aside and. Um, demand for what is for them yeah don't don't say na we're not this f the regional fa is not doing anything for football uh demand for what it's take for you yeah so do not be quiet for four for four years yeah uh try to be the one to initiate do not wait for the federation yeah. to to reach out yeah and hopefully whatever you demand they will do it for for the federation, yeah. Cause I right now uh, it's hard. I you believe in something, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult, yeah. mate. I mean, like I, I I'm looking at you, and I see someone who's extremely mm. passionate mm. about. Philippine football at all levels. You know, I know you're involved in the so women's I've been, game. I've been there. You the the, the men's game. Mm. You're involved. Obviously, you although you're in the collegiate game, you're mm. seeing the kids on a regular basis. Seeing the kids mm. that are coming through. You're a former player. Mm. You know, and I know that you're frustrated mm. with things, and I know that you've you've said your piece in in different forums mm. in in different ways, and I, I think it's it's important that people understand where mm. people like yourself people like me are coming from is is it's not we, we don't want to try to uh, elicit a negative response yeah. to, to Philippine football mm. all we're saying is is we've got to try to strive to be better, better. Yeah. right again we spoke on, on Jing and I spoke last week like you can't have an opening ceremony like we had for the SEA Games which was truly mm. world class mm. right amazing mm. and then accept all the BS garbage with mm. the, you know the stadium not being ready and things like that like we, we should always be striving to, mm. to give everyone the best opportunity mm. that they can have and I think really 
that's where you're coming from with a lot yeah. of your points is, is we've got to give these kids the best possible chance to be the best footballers, the best Correct. people that they can be. Correct. So, you know, I, I hope that people who are listening or who are yeah. watching this, this podcast can feel your passion and feel your enthusiasm <laughs> because I know I felt it as a young national team player yeah. playing and I wasn't under you but you know <laughs> I, I was looking up to you as an older yeah. player and, and seeing what you brought mm. to the table how you managed the group how you interacted with us and how you know we we would respond mm. to your leadership and I'm sure the kids are getting that benefit now mm. with you in that in a coaching capacity yeah. um, but you know don't don't think of as uh, Alvin has been this crazy crackpot with these, <laughs> these rants because you're really not you just that's, it's just it, that's probably yeah. just years and years of frustration building up and then you just have to that's why have I ha- how I talked about it is I just put a disclaimer if you don't want to listen just don't turn off it. now yeah. yeah turn off now turn yeah. off now but but I, you know what you're saying I think is 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 great because not enough people mm. are talking mm. about football mm. and not people talking about the real issues mm. the real issues with football yeah. and then also coming up with solutions to fix it like and I, you, you, you like you said you're you're trying to clean your backyard I'm mm. trying to clean mine there are other people that are out there that are doing the good fight which you've mentioned and I just hope that the powers that be who now have that responsibility mm. they have an obligation they have an obligation to try and, and create this Great. environment that will enable kids you know, my kids kids that mm. are under your tutelage and mine the best possible opportunities to develop yeah and that's really basically it. we have to put a stronghold on the women's women's tournament yeah. or women's program yeah because i don't we don't want the other other nations to catch up no because right now i don't like i like don't like to see that the other nations will catch up with our program yeah. i think we've got a good chance mm. with the women's especially mm. don't we Especially, I mean, obviously, it's disappointing not to medal. Yeah, I think but still, uh, the program, the other other nations are in in their infancy stages. Yeah. So what if they catch up? Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. So we just have to keep improving. Yeah. On that part, and hopefully the men's will follow. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. Actually. I'll give you the last word because I know <laughs> you, you've you've. You've spoken a lot, but I know you have a lot to say. So, is there anything I've missed out, or no, anything, any uh, questions? For, like? for me, it's I don't. Know, uh, my last say is for those who really supported uh, the, the football of the federation. Yeah, keep on supporting. Yes, I agree. Keep supporting. We have to move forward. But I just don't want that politics will be included in football. Uh, hearsay or not, at the end of the day. I hope people will get to sleep that you did everything truthfully in in highest level of integrity. Uh, if you're not doing it the right way, just kill yourself, man. You're killing the, another generation of mm-hmm. young kids. That's it. That's it. What a fine way to finish. Well, I I, I really appreciate. I know you're a very busy guy, so I really <laughs> appreciate you coming out and um, and meeting us and and speaking openly yeah. and candidly about then you'll give me things. a cup of kaya after you want one you can have this one I'll take it <laughs> I, tell, I, tell, I tell Paul my hair's a mess but you can have this one <laughs> nah, afterwards nah. if you want but no thank you for coming yeah. on so much um, I hope people enjoyed the episode loads mm. of amazing yeah. insights from you and I'm really pleased that you got to elaborate on your car interview <laughs> that you gave um, on an impromptu <laughs> highway um, a few weeks back but, but again thank you so much I hope everyone Actually, enjoys um, it the whole football career is my first interview is it? yeah is it? Have you enjoyed it? Mm. It's just like talking, conversation, That's in it. a coffee That's it. or beer. 
That's it. I don't have any coffee. You didn't offer me any of yours. But no, honestly, Alvin, thank you All so right, much right. for coming thank on. You, I thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you, and, um, yeah. yeah, best of luck with everything this year. All right. Thank you for catching up on another episode of Across the Line. For more content like this, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, download episodes on Spotify and on Apple. And we look forward to seeing you again for another Football Friday.